Praise the Lord one more time. He's still a friend of mine. He's still on the throne. He's still the one that's able to do anything but fail. Um, I'm pretty sure um, most of you, perhaps all of you, watched the presidential debate last night. Interesting stuff, wasn't it? That's all I really got to say about that. Interesting stuff. Uh, a lot of people got an opinions. You look on your Twitters. You look on your Facebooks. Everybody got an opinion about different things. Um, here's what I don't understand, though. And 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 maybe you can help me understand. There are a lot of Christians out here who, and I'm talking about famous Christians. You got your Christians. You got your famous Christians. You know. Christians who can rub Christians right now who can rub elbows with people in political stages or people in um you know CEOs you, know, you got you got your famous Christian you know so for some reason a lot of pastors a lot of um, famous Christians um, for some reason to me anyway I think these guys think. That this world is their home. <laughs> Listen, this world is, if you're a Christian, if you believe on Jesus Christ, this world is not your home. I think a lot of uh, famous Christians, and I don't, I mean, they are falling in love with this world. The Bible says, love not the world, not the things that are in the world. For all that are in the world are the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Also, the Bible speaks on us. Um, really, um, the Bible speaks on us leaving this earth. The pilgrims just passing through. And um, the Apostle Paul uh, says something very interesting. He says, I'm in a Patuix too, having a, a desire to leave this earth and move it to lower but also having a desire to stay here that you may get saved or, or, or get all that you need from God. That's the only reason why he was in that straight in betwixt uh, in state where he wanted to have a desire. Matter of fact, I'm going to go there and read Philippians chapter 3 once I start getting into the word and we'll see what's good. Um, and that's what he desired to do. He desire his desire to have people saved so much was even so much where he was desiring that wait a minute I don't know if I want to go to heaven right now because I have to get these people saved because I want them to enjoy you know what I'm getting ready to enjoy so but and that's the only his only reasoning why he was in that state where he wanted to stay here or maybe possibly go to heaven right now the problem with Christians today is or famous Christians or people they they're not in that kind of you know, they don't want to go to heaven at all. <laughs> Some of them decide they want they, they they love this world. Yes, they have fallen in love with this world. They have fallen in love with applause. Fallen in love with getting autographs. Fallen in love with accolades. Fallen in love with gold records and platinum records. And they fall in love with that stuff. And all that's cool. But don't let it, you know, override. This world is not your home. And then when you start teaching and teaching other people also that this world is their home, then you are um, really messing a lot of people up. 
That's why you got miserable Christians walking around. Because they don't have all that they want on this earth. So they walk around miserable. This world ain't your home. That's one of the main things I got from that debate last night. As I'm listening to the comments stuff on, on the Twitters and the Facebooks. And not only from the Christians anyway. And not only that. Um, it was um, something that was said. Um, about the black church. And some gentleman got to talking about the black church, 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 the black church that. And so another lady got on a thing and commented, and she said, there is no black church. If you're in Christ, we're all one. There's no white church. There's no black church. There's no Mexican church. There's no Latino church. There's no, no, we're all supposed to be one. There's no black church in heaven. And I got to thinking, like, we're so divided. We're just so divided right now. Families are being divided. Households are being divided. Schools are being divided. Government has been divided. Husbands and wives have become divided. Children and, and have been divided has have become divided against their parents. Everything this world this 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 we over here just so divided right now. And we don't stand together on anything. And what has divided us is hate. Politics, hate, confusion, rebel shakalaba. All that has come into place, and we just really need to start thinking to ourselves what's really going on. My God. And that's why uh, I, I think we need to have a word of prayer. I don't want you to lose, be discouraged, and lose heart. Because this world is not your home. Father, right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, let every Christian know that this world is not their home. We're under attack. Our faith is under attack. But this world is not our home. Our households are being divided. Governments are being divided. People have agendas. But this world is not our home. People have uh, issues. Folks, racism is coming out. Hate is coming out. Division is coming out. But this world isn't our home. Help us to get that in our head. Because, Father God, at the end of the day, you are the Lord of heaven and earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me read you something real quick in the book of Philippians. Real quick. That possibly, you know, I could share some things with you. And I want to be, you know, transparent as I possibly can. But Philippians chapter 3, and I'm going to start reading at verse number 1. It says, finally, my brother, rejoice in the Lord. For we write to the, the same things to you. It is not tedious. For for you it is safe. Beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of the mutation. For we are the circumcision who worship God in the spirit. And rejoice in Christ Jesus. And have no confidence in the flesh. So that's what he's trying to set, let them know in their, in their time and their era. 
Listen, he says we worship the Lord Jesus. We walk by the Spirit. We have no confidence in the flesh. Don't put no confidence in man. Put your confidence in God. Our confidence needs to be in God at these days and times. Though I also may have confidence in the flesh, if anyone else think he may have confidence in the flesh, I more so. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel. What he's getting ready, what he's saying is, people have confidence in their own ability. People have confidence in their own accolades. What he's saying to you, you shouldn't have no confidence in the flesh. Watch this. Watch what verse 12 says. Watch, no, let me go to verse 9. And be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. The only way you can have your own righteousness, the only way you can have your own uh, resume. When you show up, to, show up to God in heaven, trying to get into heaven, you got your own resume. Well, Lord, I did this. I did that. I, I, you know, I graduated school. I did this. I started a business. I, I helped that. All that stuff means absolutely nothing. Of what you don't done. Because what God want to know at the end of your days is. What do you have to say about Jesus? Is he God's son? Did he die for the, the sins of the whole world? Do you believe in his death, burial, and resurrection? This is what Paul is saying. Paul is saying in, in Philippians 3 and 9 is. And be found in him not having my own righteousness. Which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. The righteousness which is of God by faith. See, righteousness come by faith. The faith to get you saved, shaka. the righteousness that gets you saved comes by faith. It don't come by works. It don't come by your resume. It comes by what you believe concerning Jesus Christ. See, and then, he, and then before he says all this, he says, put no confidence in the flesh. You can't put confidence in yourself to get yourself saved. You can't put the confidence in the debates. Put no confidence in what was well, that what you're seeing. You can't put your confidence in a man. You have to put your confidence in God. There are a lot of men who came along in the presidency and they meant well. But nobody can solve the problems everybody's problems no one arguing back and forth it is what it is but at the end of the day you're gonna have to trust in god no matter the president is white black no matter whoever it is you still gonna have to trust in god let me show you something for, for a minute and here's here's one of the things i've seen on twitter that really uh, blew my mind because we as a people have lost. Now, in case you don't understand, we're on a podcast. In case you didn't know, yes, I'm a black man. Yes. And for a long time, I was hearing the term the black church, the black church, the black church. And for a while, you know, um, I'm not even, I, I thought none of it. You know, all right, well, the black church. But now, when that lady said that on Twitter the other day, it really made me think. Because they were talking about what we in the black church do this, we in the black church do that, and different things for the bit. We in the black church don't need to vote for none of these clowns, and all that stuff they were saying, you know. And and then, but when the young lady came on and made that statement saying there is no black church, there is no white church. If you're a Christian, you're all supposed to be one. 
Rebel Shaha. Rebel Shakariabaha. We're gonna have to take race out of this thing, man. We're gonna have to start. We're gonna have to start. We're gonna have to start for once. Because there's a divide in this country. And not only that, but there's a divide in households. Great division is coming on this land, and it's really it's, it's really a spirit out there. So I didn't see it at first. I, 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 will say, I didn't see all it at first, but now I know there's a spirit out there that's coming to cause great division. And there's a purpose for everything that happens. But we as a people, we as, you know, and not just black people, white people, we as the people of God need to come together in prayer and make sure that we're not divided on these things. You see, see, we're divided, too. See, because we don't want to elect one guy because they're pro-abortion. We don't want to elect this guy because he wants to end. um, he, he, He wants to end abortion. One guy's for it, one guy's against it. But at the end of the day, it's up to the individual to decide what they're going to do. It's up to the individual to decide what are you going to do with your life? What are you going to do with yourself? Because trust me, you can't make nobody do anything. You cannot. You cannot make anybody do anything. God doesn't make anybody do anything unless you're God's man, I, I should stop that. Unless you're God's man, and that's a whole different doctrine, a whole different teaching, you know. Unless you're God's man. Other than that, he don't make nobody do anything. He doesn't make anybody get saved. You ask God something in prayer, He'll tell you what He tell you what you should do, what you what you need to do, what you should do, and you can do the exact opposite of what you want to do. And He'll be like, okay. But the end result of those things is, is disaster. My God in here. Can I, can, let, let's, let's keep reading for a minute. Can I show you something? This is what Paul was saying. Paul is saying my righteousness is righteousness is, is because I have faith in Jesus Christ. Now watch this. Verse 10, Philippians chapter 3. It says, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Wait a minute. Now Paul is writing almost all of the New Testament, but he's still talking like I, I need to know him more. We're gonna have to know God daily. We can't go off yesterday's um, anointing. We can't go off yesterday's what we knew yesterday. We have to keep learning. A wise man never stops learning. If you're gonna seek wisdom, you're gonna have to learn more and more about God every day. Because if you just be not, if you just satisfied with your knowledge of God now. Then you really miss what you gotta want more and more of it. If if it's anything that's good, you want more of it. You want more of what God has for Let me show you something real quick. He said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. That's what I want to know. I I, I want to get back to the point where I start wanting to know him more because this world is crazy. And I want to know of the power of his resurrection. I want to feel that thing. Rebo Shakarabaha. 
There is a power in his resurrection. My sis. And the fellowship of his suffering. Wait a minute. Nobody wants to fellowship with the suffering now. What's the fellowship of the suffering? Does that mean you're getting on that cross too? No. But you still take up your cross daily and follow him. There, there may be people who laugh at your faith. There may be family members who leave you alone. There may be times you be misunderstood. There may be times you're crucified or talked about concerning your faith. The fellowship of his suffering. The power of his resurrection. And here's why he won't be confirmed to his death. Now, can I show you something? Can, can I show you something real quick? It says, if by any means I may obtain to the resurrection from the dead. Here's what Paul's saying. Paul said, I want to, here's what Paul's saying. He says this. I'll, first of all, he said in verse 9, I want to have faith in God. I want to have faith in Christ. That the righteousness has come from God. The righteousness of faith. It comes from um, God by having faith in His Son, Jesus Christ. Faith makes you righteous, not works. Oh my God. Faith makes you righteous, not works. So he says, I want to have a saving faith to believe in Jesus Christ. Now watch this. And he also says, I want to know him. And he says, I want to know about his power, his resurrection. Watch this. He says, I want to be in fellowship with his suffering. Watch this. He says, I want to be confirmed to this death. He's saying I want to die to myself. And he says the reason why I want to do all these things. That if by any means. I may obtain to the resurrection of the dead. Paul said I'm going to get to heaven by any means necessary. I know you thought. That my main man Malcolm X back in the day. Was the first one to say by any means necessary. But he wasn't the first one. Paul. In the book of Philippians said it. He says by any means necessary. I may obtain to the resurrection of the dead. I don't do this thing by any means necessary. Not that I have already obtained. He said I haven't already figured this thing out. Haven't already arrived. He is writing most of the New Testament. He's saying he's. It's funny how people today think they don't arrive. I'm um, already made perfect, but I press on that I may lay hold on that which, which Christ has also laid hold upon me. Brother, and I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing that I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I'm forgetting those things which are behind me. And I'm reaching forward to those things which are in front of me. See, sometimes we can't go forward because we're always looking back. And not necessarily in a bad thing. Because sometimes I'm always talking about you looking back on a former relationship, trying to get a hold of a new one. But that's not really what this is about today. Sometimes you can look at you can look at how things used to be as far as and we on the on the on the president. You can you can look at oh well boy when he was president, boy, my God, we didn't have to he's not there no more, man. Oh boy, back in the day we was having church, a little church over here. It was much better, but we're not there no more, man. We're not back in 2000. That's 2020. 
what more have you learned about the Lord since then? Since that anointing hit you in 2000, what more have you learned about him? What, what, how much love now do you have? It's about growing and moving forward. He says, forgetting those things was behind me. I pressed toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ. He said, I'm forgetting those things. Now, you also have to forget how you used to be. Because some, some people have not forgiven themselves over things they have done in the past. And you're around some people who won't let you forget what you did in the past. But it's time to forget those things which are behind you. And press toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore let us, as many as we are mature. See, this is, this is like I said, some of these messages are just for the mature people. He says in verse 15, therefore let us, as many as are mature. Uh, Philippians 3 in, chapter, in, in verse 15. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. What mind? The mind that they're going to forget those things which are behind them and press towards the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. What mind? The mind that know that you, it was by faith that you are saved and not by works. The mind that you know that you want to know more about him, his resurrection, his suffering, and his death. The mind that says, if by any means necessary, I will obtain unto the resurrection of the dead. Therefore, that's what that's the mind he's talking about. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already obtained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. That's what I'm talking about. We have to be of the same mind. We're supposed to be on one accord. We can't let this thing that's going on. With this debates and and, and, and and elections, we can't and coronavirus, we can't let nothing divide us. We gotta stand strong together. We in this together. The enemy is trying to divide you. The enemy is trying to divide other nations. The enemy is trying to divide this whole world off one thing. Racism. Racism. One of the most ugliest things in this world. Racism. To hate somebody just for the color of their skin. Sometimes folks are racist of folks simply because they're jealous of people. Envious. Racism. Intimidated. Racism. And if you've ever been a victim, if you've ever been um, stopped by someone, by the police, just simply because of the color of your skin. Racism. Racism is a spirit. Racism is an evil spirit. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities and powers and spiritual weakness in high places. It's the spirit that's in them. That spirit got to die. 
Babosha. Look what Philippians says in chapter 4 and round verse number 1. Let me show you something real quick. Therefore, my beloved, and long for brethren, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord and beloved. I implore Edea and implore Santica. Be of the same mind in the Lord. See, Paul's writing to this church in Philippi, Philippi. And he's writing to this church, and there are some people in this church that are divided. And that's why he's writing to them and telling them, you need to be of the same mind in the Lord. You're going to have to stop being divided. Watch this. And I urge you, those true companions, help these women who labor with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and the rest of my fellow workers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I will say, rejoice. Listen, that's what you need to do right now. You need to learn how to rejoice in the Lord always. Not just when things are going good. Not just when you think that you've made it. Not just you, when you think that. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. He said it twice. I'm saying it to you twice. You need to rejoice. Always. Not just on Sunday. Not just when the praise team up. This is something that needs to be done always. Because the enemy is after your joy. Let me show you something real quick. He says this. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Now watch this. Watch what verse 6 says. In Philippians chapter 4. Here's what I want you to do. Be anxious for nothing. The word anxious in the Greek means be careful. Be careful for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Rebu shakarabaha. Be worried for nothing. That's what it's saying. Be worried for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, everything, by prayer and supplication, Prayer and request, supplication, prayer and request, prayer and request with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. He says, he says, don't be worried about anything. This is the thing. I need to do. This is this is the word. I need to, this is word for me. This is the verse six for me, because I've been I've been uh, worrying about a couple of things. That's beyond that's beyond me right now. And I see anybody saying this. Be careful for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Be careful for nothing. Don't worry about anything. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Watch this. He's saying God will take care of it for you. Don't be worried about anything. Just, just, just go in prayer and leave it to there. Just leave your request at God's feet. And the peace of God. Here's how you get peace. You get peace when you start praying. You want peace. You want peace of mind, don't you? The reason why you ain't got peace of mind, you've been worried about too much stuff. Don't you know that when you stay, look at Google and start looking at what happens to your body when you start to worry. Tumors and ulcers and things like that come up on your body. Because your mind was not made to worry. God didn't make us to worry about things like that. And the peace of God. He says, this is verse 7. Says, See, after you, don't, after you stop worrying and after you don't pray to God and after you don't make requests to God and after you don't thank them. Here's what will happen to you. It says, and the peace of God will surpass us all understanding. See, God will give you a peace that surpasses your own understanding. People won't understand why you got so much peace. People will see you going through something 
that you should have lost your mind over and you got peace and everyone wondering how in the world you got peace in the midst of all this. How in the world can you smile with all this that you're going through? How in the midst God, how can you do this? But the cause you but you be like, I'm not worried about it, because I took it in God in prayer, He's gonna handle it. And the peace of God will surpass all your study. Well, guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now, here's what it means by guard your hearts and minds. Because the peace of God comes to you to guard your mind. Reboshaka. It's like, it's like, here's what is the Bible saying. I said, you're going to close this thing because I have to get out of here. But here's what the Bible saying, basically, when it says the peace of God will guard your hearts and minds. It's like, it's like being at the club and there's a bouncer at the door. And whosoever is not supposed to get in is not getting in, baby. <laughs> the peace of God acts as a bouncer on your mind. And whatever negative thought tries to get in, it can't get in, baby, because you don't been in prayer. Thoughts of the past can't get in now because you don't been in prayer. Your mind is not on people whose mind is not on you because you've been in prayer. Lord have mercy. I can't. I got to get out of here. I can't. I can't. Listen, if it's a word, then I must have did it. And if it's not, then I wasn't with it. Stay committed.